Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a Hi, Jackie Cation here. You're listening to The Dork Forest. You know the websites, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com. If you like a determiner, jackiecation.com has everything. Both of my podcasts, all of the stand-up stuff, the new album, links to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. But so I think does dorkforest.com, where you can look at old videos of different shows. Anyway, if you want to support the show, tell people about the show, review it on iTunes, thumbs it up on Pandora or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate that. You can donate. You can donate monthly. PayPal lets you do that. You can also do my Venmo if you like. It's at Jackie Cation absolutely everywhere. And my email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com. And that's what the PayPal is. The PayPal link is on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. And go to any of them. Thanks for listening. There's merch. There's stand-up. There's tour guide. You know, you can find out where I'm touring. This is getting long. So let's get into the show. Hi. Jackie Cation in a hotel room in Milwaukee. Darla Cation, welcome back to the program. <laughs> You're on the Dork Forest. And uh, I had a request uh, ask, asking me, because I guess when you were on, when you talked cooking two years ago, you said, well, you know, if this, if this lockdown and pandemic is going to last a couple of months, we should all learn how to cook. And uh, here we are two years later. And um, even in Milwaukee, there are some people wearing masks, though I've become a bit of a, a hobbyist. I don't have the c- conviction of my um, of my beliefs. And so if I'm the only one wearing a mask, I will sometimes take it off. We uh, we just had lunch downtown uh, mm-hmm. Minneapolis, mm-hmm. Uh, which is thriving, despite reports to the contrary. <laughs> and um we now have a, a vaccine requirement. Okay. And so, of course, you know, the doomsayers were going to suggest that nobody was ever going to eat in a restaurant again. Right. Because and people honestly, didn't want to show that their vaccines were. Yeah. Right. Because it's HIPAA. Mm. And um, it's a good thing we had a reservation. Is what I <laughs> place was packed. Turns yeah. out people enjoy eating out. So. People love eating out and people love to safely eat out with other people who uh, have chosen to take part in uh, medicine. So That's right. and fine. science. Yeah. Good for them. Um, I, yeah. So I'm just here uh, for just in between two gigs and then, and then I go home and then I go to St. Louis. So I'm ha- Are you, um, are you going to come and see me in Madison this weekend? Probably. I am indeed, but you remind me to make a hotel. Okay, make a note. Make they a note. do enjoy a reservation. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. And um, so, good to see you. Now we're just chatting, <laughs> but welcome to the Dork Forest. I told you to pick like five recipes, three that were kind of easy and two that you love um, that are fiddly. And what do you want to talk? Which ones do you want to talk about? What did your family say? When I... They said everything is fiddling. Oh, everything is fiddling. um, Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yes. So, um, so here's what I thought I'd do. Talk about a couple of simple things Mm -hmm, that people mm -hmm. even, and, and everyone uh, can um, 
reach out to me on social media, only sure. on Twitter because I don't do the I don't do the, the rest of it. Machine. Yeah, 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 and it's it's uh, at Darlication or is it at Bossy? Yeah, 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 at uh, Bossy Cation. At Bossy Cation. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want actual recipes, just reach out to me for them. But yeah. here's the idea: these are simple enough to not require it. Right. Oh, that is amazing. Yes. So, yeah. So what do you do as I am here in my home office, mm-hmm, still mm-hmm. toiling away from home? We thought this was all going to end. It right. will someday. One day. Um, but what do you do when five o'clock rolls around and hungry people want dinner on the table in less than half an hour? Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of go-tos that I have that are quick and easy. And so the number one thing I will say is when you walk in the door, put a pot of water to boil because you're likely to just start a big pot of water to boil because you're likely to be boiling some pasta, some rice, some potatoes, some veggies. Oh, interesting. Might be boiled and um, a watch pot never boils. And so (laughs) get it going. (laughs) And and then think about what you're going to make. Well, and have a plan. So it's funny, Jackie, because um, I needed to grocery shop this weekend. Okay. And I said to the lovely domestic associate, Nancy Cation used to grocery shop once a week. Once a week. And she got the same thing every week. And there was no in-between, right? Right. Because she wasn't dashing off to the... Th- she never did dash off to the market, did she? No, there wasn't like a baguette from the French bakery. There wasn't a stop at the meat shop, right? Right, right. So there would I was beep thinking about if she that. drove up the, uh, up the driveway, she would just beep her horn a bunch. And then we all had to take our feet off the furniture and wash the dishes right, in the sink and then walk outside and help her bring groceries. In. Come out and grab a bag of groceries. So most people, I, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe if you have eight or nine kids, you're shocked like that. But <laughs> It did remind me in preparation for this that I don't always plan very well, right? Okay, yeah. So again, think about it in the morning. Pull out a package of boneless chicken thighs. Now, all you people eating breasts, I think we've talked about it before. They're terrible. Uh, Don't eat them. They're horrible. Boneless, skinless chicken breasts are the work of the devil. But um, because you have to add so much chicken thighs actually at least have some potential but you still have to do the thing that the bone and the skin would do which was add flavor Um, right so here's a couple of simple things you can do so um one thing that i love are um uh uh i mean i love the boneless thigh because you can make it into a bunch of different things so here's a favorite of mine homemade chicken nuggets we call it chicken and crumbs it's boneless (laughs) chicken thighs have a box of breadcrumbs in the house. Panko, okay. preferably. Oh, just, Japanese. just a box? Just a, a, like you're not making your own breadcrumbs? No, because I'm not, you know, I'm not right, you have a, job. a child. Right, right. You have a job. Correct. Yes. So, so they, they just a, sell it by the box. box of, they do. So Panko, Kiko Man makes some. Okay. They could sponsor you. Um, <laughs> so they have some breadcrumbs. So it's super easy, right? Three steps, right? If you had the bottom, you have the boiling water on, right? Yep. Here's what you do. You t- oh, and then like some kind of seasoned salt, right? Like anything. Like the other day, I made like, it with uh, pizza pizza seasoning, okay. right? Like dried herbs that were um, that, that are packaged thyme, basil. 
Yeah, Ooh. they're packaged as a thing. Like there's Italian, right? Or there's uh, like a Cajun right. or whatever. Correct. Whatever okay. trips your boat, you know, yeah. go for it. So, simple three steps: flour, dredge them in flour. Okay. Dredge it in an egg wash, so just a scrambled egg, right? Okay. Like, take the egg, mix it up, whip it up. You can throw a little water in it if you want, and then roll it in the breadcrumbs. Throw it on a pan. Takes about twenty minutes to bake, and okay. you have homemade chicken nuggets. They're healthier. They're we're tasty. Gonna, we're gonna have to unpack this. So what you've done is you have frozen chicken thighs, right? So right. you've defrosted them. You've defrosted them. You've they've, you've come up to room temperature. Let us assume, maybe yeah, or in or the whatever. Fridge. Yeah. Or do you do you pat them dry, like they say? Yeah, you can. You can, but I mean, so, don't get too crazy. Right. Well, it's not the end of the world if you don't. <laughs> but here's my real question: Is when you put them in the flour, have you done anything to them? Not a thing. Not even salt. You have pepper. preheated the oven. You have preheated the oven to 400 degrees. Okay, so there's uh, but so flour, and then once it's dry, flour is on it. You put it in eggs. I know it sounds funny, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds but gross. It works really well. That's, and then yeah. you put it in the panko and cover, make sure it's all covered up. And it's and you yeah, haven't but, 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 cut it. Have you cut it into nuggets yet? You're just well, it's just a, a chicken thigh. You could again. It's just a, it's you know they're small. Right. I mean they're right. a little. You know chickens aren't big and the thighs are not uh, robust. Right, right. It's so, not huge. It's not hugely big. Wow, I'm I'm having some. Uh, some lighting power issues, issues but there, huh? yeah, yeah. But uh, so, um, okay. And so then you just bake it in a four hundred degree oven or whatever for yeah, until minutes. they're done. Yeah, twenty minutes right. or so. Twenty, okay. twenty five minutes. You know, if you're a person who cares about the temperature, it should be about one sixty five, right? Right, right. So they should be cooked all the way through. Now, here's the cool thing about it, right? So you have homemade chicken nuggets, super quick. Yeah, and you can drop your veg. Like we eat a lot of broccoli in our house. Okay. So just some steamed broccoli. I don't actually steam it. I just boil it. Oh, because right? you have boiling you water. Have a, yeah. Because now you have boiling water. It's in the oven. You're ready to go. You can. Mm -hmm. Do you want to make some rice? Here's right. the secret rice recipe. Okay. You can make rice just like you make pasta. There's no magic to rice. Get a a, 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 a a cup of rice. Strainer. Yeah. Cup of rice in two cups of boiling water. Boil it until the rice is done. I don't know, seven, eight minutes. Pour it in a mesh strainer. Not 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 one that's got big holes in it. Right, right, right. A, so, you know. It's gotta be a fine and a because now you're throwing it away. <laughs> <laughs> don't throw away your rice, you guys. Uh, right. so but you're not so if you have if you have eight cups of water boiling, because that you put on, I might take, yeah, I might take two off for rice. Okay, you take two. Maybe you take two out, put it on uh, on, on another heater in another pan. Yep. And it's already mostly boiling, and then you add yeah. your cup of rice, and then you cover it. Yep. And you cook that yep. for ten minutes, and it's done. But you're not looking to make like pilaf style rice that's like fluffy. You're just okay. cooking rice. So you could, so let's say you pull those two cups of water off. You could even throw a bouillon cube in if you wanted. Right. I know with those gross. two cups. Uh, but yeah. it's salty. People like it. Yeah. <laughs> People enjoy it. Right. Or, but now you have some rice. 
to go yeah. on the side, right? Right. And you've got some veg. Yep. Easy peasy, right? Okay. Now, the millions of people who are going to reach out and say, "But Jackie, I don't eat chicken." Oh, I'm a vegetarian. Hey, guess what? You know what's awesome? Tofu nuggets. You do exactly oh, you do- the same thing. Oh. What do you use? Do you use a medium strength uh, tofu? Because that I, I like a I like a firm tofu myself. Yeah, just because right? they hold hold together a little bit better. I mean, you have Correct. to kind of you work with tofu a lot, but if you do, you know exactly the kind of tofu. You then like. you know what you're doing. Yeah. Okay, so let's check this out. So you asked about seasoning the chicken before you do this. Yeah, right. Chicken's got a lot of fat. It's going to take up the flavor from the crumbs and that sort of thing. Um, Tofu is a blank canvas, right? Yeah. So you're going to want to season that tofu before you run it through the flour, run it through the egg okay. wash, mm-hmm. run it through the panko. Um, I like to use a five spice powder, Yeah. which is kind of a Chinese spice powder. Super okay. tasty and delicious. Yep. Again, easy peasy. But guess what? You don't even have to bake it for 20 minutes, right? You're just oh, right, going to bake it tofu. until the breadcrumbs are crispy. Yeah. Correct. Let's say... You go to the grocery store, and because of the problem with supply chain, there's no chicken thighs. Right. Well, they have super thin pork chops, right? Oh, yeah. Not, but no bones. Yeah, you could do it with pork chops. Yep. Can you do it with beef? You know, I never have, but I don't suppose you, I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't. But here's the other thing. Don't you have like a fish company that sponsors you? Right. Uh, Jackie and Lori show. Yes. Wild Alaska. Yeah. So and- <laughs> I've done it. I've done it with cod and halibut as well. Okay. Right. Now that's kind of a fancy fish to be making nuggets out of. Yeah, it but is. My kids really love fish sticks. Right. 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 And it's, so, and it, then what you're doing is they're not nuggets, they're sticks, but you're not even right. cutting them anyway. So right. you're essentially giving them one giant nugget. Correct. Okay. And then they cut them themselves. That's now, right. if your kids are little or incompetent, you know, you can, <laughs> you know, you can, you don't have to you leave it big. You can cut it up yourself. Right. And then right. just, it'll no. toss, it'll toss easier if you cut it up yourself in the flour, right. the egg wash, no. and the panko. Yes. Yeah. But then you have more steps, right? And I don't like to touch raw meat. So, it's you know, so, I want to do it as It's so true. As you love to cook. Darlication loves to cook. Uh, owns thousands and thousands of gloves before the pandemic even happened. Oh, I, I was the go-to when people needed gloves. <laughs> they knew I had them. Um, so, so here's the thing to think about. Now you've, you've made different meal. You know, it's the same thing, right? So you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time, right? It's a simple thing. You learned to do it once and now you can do it with other kinds of proteins, with other kinds of you know, uh, vegetarian pro- proteins as well. Okay. So easy peasy, right? Right. Um, um, yes. But you know what? Here's the criticism you'll get. Well, now you had me buy these weird breadcrumbs, right? <laughs> well, what else am I going to use those for? Right? Okay, sure. So the boy the other day says, I would really love to have Swedish meatballs. Okay. To which I say, how do you even know about Swedish <laughs> And he says, and I am embarrassed, but I'll come clean on the dork forest. He says, remember that time in the Sky Club? Oh. The Delta they, Sky Club. They, they had, had Swedish meatballs. Right, right. So my go-to for a lot of recipes where I don't, 
I'm not I'm not maintaining a a, a bookshelf of Swedish meatball recipes. Okay. I do subscribe to the New York Times recipe app, and they of course have many choices of right different of of all the so, foods. I'm sure. What is the right. subscription? How much does that cost? I think it's like fifty bucks a year, or maybe something like that. Okay, right? but but it's a but, it's a separate app from the New York Times. Correct, and I use it a lot because it gives you a lot of good ideas, and it has a lot of and it's really targeted to, um, you know, families cooking at home. And okay. I know the Washington Post has a lot of recipes that way too. So interesting. Um, so I went to the, um, but here's what I was reminded of when I went and looked up the Swedish meatball recipe. Meatballs, super easy to make. I make them all the time. I make little ones, big ones. And here's the cool thing about meatballs. They are putsy by any measure, right? But you can make a hundred meatballs and throw them in the freezer. Oh. Now right I make you... them and I and I freeze them yeah. in, on sheets. On cookie and then sheets? Yep, yeah, and then I pull them off the sheets and put them in a Ziploc bag. Okay. So that you always have meatballs handy, right? So meatballs, so easy and so simple. Are you, what do you, what kind of meat? Beef? Ground beef? Beef, lamb, Chicken, turkey, turkey, ground turkey. Right. I've seen it. So you get like a pound. How many meatballs are in a? I mean, are you making? Are they the size of marbles or are they the size of half dollars? Well, because I'm putsy again, right? I measure them, so I make one ounce meatballs. They're about okay. the size of it. Maybe a, uh, between a half dollar and a quarter. So how do you? What do you mean? You do you have like a tiny ice cream scoop? I have, I have, yeah, I have a kitchen scale. I like them okay. all to be the same size. Okay. But again, people do not, let me not lead you it. down a path of OCD. <laughs> right. It's, uh, um, so again, meatballs, super simple. And you don't have to have all the ingredients in the world. So now you, you have these breadcrumbs. Right, right. That you use for the other thing. Yeah. Right. Now you have like half a cup left. Right. Ugh, what am I going to do with that? So you take the half a cup of breadcrumbs. Two pounds of meat, chop up an onion, make it fine, saute the onion. It makes it better and let it okay. cool. Right? Okay. This is more of like a, a Sunday afternoon project. If it, okay. You know. And the kids can help. Or like a, yeah. And the kids can help and it's super fun. And if you have gloves, it's not messy. <laughs> and, um, and then again, with the seasoning, right? What do you want? Do you want an Italian meatball? Well, again, like those Penzi dry spice mixes, mm -hmm. right? Easy, simple. Right. If you want to get fiddly, you can do it, but you don't have to. You can Without just buy. Question, but you yeah. don't have to. Yeah. Right, right. Because here's the thing. It's like a dry spice is perfect for this. And by the way, if you bought dried spices before the pandemic, yeah, they're old and need to be replaced. Uh, right? You should replace your dry spices every year or two because yeah. they do get old and dry and gross. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm not doing that, but uh, I appreciate that you're probably right. I, I yeah. use, I run through cumin and coriander a lot. Um, but other than that, so you use that. like pa paprika, I don't replace that. Uh, we have tarragon yeah. we go through pretty quick because Andy makes a chicken tarragon popover. But, um, but yeah, but other than that, I'm just like, well, it's close enough. Yeah. Like if, if it's turmeric or whatever. But if you get one of those fancy spice racks, 
when you moved into your house in 1973. <laughs> and, it, right. and it's next yeah, you to might the want to start spoon over. display. Yeah. yeah, time to start over. Right. So, and um, if you can't taste the spices, that's this. What I would say right. that it might be that might be a better way to go. Like you used it and you were like, this was supposed to taste like something. And it does. Right. Uh, maybe I would say then for sure, replace the spice. Also very, very uh, good point. Um, so again, half a cup of breadcrumbs, two eggs. Okay. Saute an onion, throw it in there. Some garlic if you care. Right. I do a lot. Hot um, sauce, hot sauce. Hot sauce if you like a spicy. Here, yeah. think about this. What if you like a, a an Asian style? Yeah, fish people? sauce. Right. Little fish sauce, a little sesame oil, yeah, little soy sauce, right? If if you don't know if it's gonna taste good, yeah. go light on the seasoning and then fry up a little bit of it and taste it. Right? Okay. And so that you're the, not it's not too late. Do you add oil to the meatballs or or just no, a little bit because it's usually fat. fat, right? Yeah. So you would do a toasted sesame oil because of the flavor, right? Okay. Not because of the fat. Got so, it. Um, but something like that. And really simple, really easy. A little bit, maybe some ginger, maybe some lemongrass, right? Right, right. Those kinds of things. The Swedish meatballs called for uh, nutmeg, uh, all kinds of weird stuff. Turned out like, we had it because we're those people. Right, right. Christmassy kind of. It was it a Christmas yeah, yeah. <laughs> meatball? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, Phil told me that you can buy an already made meat mix at Ingebretsen's on Lake Street. So, okay. But, you know, I wasn't going to do that. But I will now because I was, you know, was I delicious. want to support Ingebretsen's. It right, was delicious. Right. But again, super easy. And what can you use those meatballs for, right? Yeah. All kinds of things. Now, we had Swedish meatballs we had with pasta. I made a cream sauce. The cream sauce is so easy, right? It's just uh, make a roux. Add some chicken stock, some of those onions, um, and then let it thicken. It was great. Um, really, really easy. But let's say, I, and I only made one batch, but I could have easily, it would have been just as easy to have made many more. And then you okay. freeze them. Now, what can you do with them? You can put them in a soup. You right. have them ready for a pasta. You can have just uh, like a meatball appetizers if you're, Right. Having friends over, we, we served it with cranberry sauce. Okay. We can have lingonberries. Um, so again, you know, simple using ingredients that you have in your house. Right. And right. two pounds of meatballs, of two pounds of ground beef make like, I don't know, like 30 meatballs or? 30, 30 to 35 meatballs. Yeah. Right. How many yeah, ounces are in a things. pound? Oh, right. Yeah. 16, but you're adding bread and you're adding eggs and. Right, you're adding, adding the panko onion, and eggs so. and onion. So yep. if it's if it's 32 ounces of meat, there's at least 32 meatballs in there. If they're one ounce, yeah, you're meatballs. probably talking like 40, 40. Yeah, or so. closer to 40. That's yeah. And then if you so you're you're baking them on a on a on a cookie sheet, just sort of spread I'm out. I'm freezing them. Oh, yeah, you're I'm not even baking them. On. No, no, no. Because I, I want to use them for the purpose when I'm ready. Right. Oh, okay. So they're just raw. They've been rolled. That's why the onions are, are cold. Uh, so yeah. they're just put on the thing. You make sure that they're solid frozen. Then you put them in a Ziploc bag and you could take them out six at a time or a dozen at a time or whatever. Yep. As you need. 
right? And again, then you have less of that crisis at five o'clock when you're trying to think, oh my gosh, what am I going to make for dinner? Right, right. right. Okay. Oh, that's right. I have meatballs, right? Yeah. I could... um, super, super easy. Yeah. Um, Here's the, here's the thing that I that I make. I probably made this for you. Um, yeah. Just regular chicken thighs. Yeah. Right. Just baked. So you know, in the thighs. Baked. Right. Mm-hmm. Easy. Right. Yeah. Put them out. Salt. Salt. Pepper. That's it. That's it. No pepper. Not even pepper. I don't like pepper because pepper burns in the oven. Just salt. Oh. Bake them. Bake them for twenty-five to thirty minutes. It's almost impossible to destroy a chicken thigh. Uh, no, you would have to overcook it. That is the only way. And and by that, you'd have to bake it for over an hour. But yeah. think about this, that when you're doing that, so get one of those sheet pans, right? And so this has been a popular theme in, um, in cooking of doing sheet pan dinners, right? Okay. So we're a family of four. You throw six or eight chicken thighs, you chop up some potatoes, you put some, you know, white potatoes and sweet potatoes. Cause I have a kid who doesn't eat orange things. And then you can just put like very high quality frozen broccoli. Okay. And bake it all together. Right. So you want everything to bake at about the same temperature. So you're going to put the, you know, the, those nice frozen broccoli, broccoli stalks. Yeah. You're going to put those on frozen. You're going to cut the potatoes into like quarters so that they bake, right? Okay, quick. You could yeah. you could parboil them, but again, we want to make keep it simple. Yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna make this all on a sheet pan. I put foil down because I like cleanup to be easy. Yep. But then you just put the sheet pan on the table for dinner. Oh, okay. Easy peasy. Right. So what's in this? It's just potatoes and broccoli. Yeah. You have a full meal on a sheet pan done in thirty minutes. Okay. Your broccoli is going to get a little crispy and caramelized. Yeah. You know, love that. everything's going to like soak up all the chicken fat from the baking. It's going to be good. Wait, are you baking? Are you putting the chicken thighs on top of the uh I just potatoes? put them next to each other. Oh, because it, it kind of reminds me of chicken bread. But uh, if yeah. you put them on top, all the schmaltz would go down and cook it. That yeah, you way. can do that, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can do, and that's good with anything. If you have leftover rice or, yeah, yeah, you know, bread or um, anything. So speaking of rice, mm-hmm. if you've been ordering takeout and you have leftover rice, mm-hmm. you know you can freeze it. Right. So, you, like Chinese takeout rice, just put put it in a Ziploc bag, squish all the air out, and freeze it. You can use that for fried rice. You can use that for chicken rice. Yeah. Instead of bread. Just put that on the bottom of the pan and bake the chicken on top of it. Yep. So, and yeah, that would be delicious. And sometimes Chinese restaurants, you could order extra rice for on purpose to do that. Right. Because it's really cheap. Yeah. Because they, because they make so much rice and it's usually a buck for a pretty good pile of rice. And exactly. Yeah. So, so the other thing I thought I would talk about is some of the, um, things that you can do that can save some steps. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So like I have an Instapot and I'm sure people who during the pandemic bought all those dried beans, mm-hmm. right? Hopefully sure. bought an Instapot to go with it. So right. one of the things, although it's going to make me bitter, it's sometimes hard to find. Um, 
I, when I make things in the Instapot, I always use frozen onions. Frozen onions? Yeah. You can just Are buy they... a bag of, like, chopped, chopped? onions. Really? Yep. Okay. Yes. I've never even seen you that. Can all... But it makes sense yeah, that they well, would have it. Yeah. You haven't gone looking. <laughs> so um, you can also sometimes find all, Cascadian Farms has uh, mirepoix, so onion, celery, carrot. Okay. Frozen. Again, a bag. Just throw it in. All together. So again, if you're making soups or beans or it's super easy, right? And now you're right. staring at those beans you bought, you know, in March of 2020. <laughs> 2020. When was it? 2019? Yeah. It was 2020. It's so long but ago. You're like, oh, it's a, but I bought dried beans because uh, it was the end now times. Now I do. Yeah. Right. You have to soak them overnight so, with a stick of kombu. Anyway, but no, you don't. No, no, So, but you don't, right? So, again, and and you'll find in the frozen vegetable section, yeah, all kinds of these seasoning things. So, if you like a mixed pepper, which I do not, but people do. Oh, the mixed right? bell you're, pepper, you can, right? Yeah, you can find frozen peppers, right? Right. Again, throw them in with the beans, a little bit of stock or water, easy, you know. Right. Um, and then one of one of my favorites is um, uh, homemade lentil soup, right? Yeah. Because it's quick and fast, and especially mm -hmm. in the instant pot. So, and it's, it's almost done before it. you've said the sentence because lentil soup. Yeah, yeah. It's what? How do you do that? Because I've never made lentil so, soup in the instant pot. Instant pot. Oh, so I have a lamb share, which I'm sure people don't have, but um, but you know, I I live in the in the Midwest, so. Oh, you bought um, part of an animal that was a cop. Yeah, half, half a lamb. Okay. So, uh, but you can do a vegetarian as well. So again, that frozen, those frozen onions, a pound of like lamb stew meat or like a shank or whatever, mm -hmm. um, garlic, saute it, and then throw in the uh, a cup or two of lentils mm -hmm. and then cover it with stock. Not too much. Because one thing you notice in the Instapot is that it doesn't really evaporate, right? So oh, it doesn't evaporate. too brothy. Yeah. Because uh, so lentils usually soak it. it. Yeah, they usually soak it up on a regular yeah, pot. So I just, yeah, I just do like just enough to, you know, maybe cover it by an inch or so. Okay. Um, you can throw in some, le you know, some lemon juice or, you know, like other seasoning, uh, you know, bay leaves if you know, if you're out in California, you can cut some rosemary when you're out walking the dog. Um, and boom, it's done, right? That's it. The stew meat cooks, the lentils cook. I usually, with, with, my, with my lentil soup, I usually do, I toast cumin and coriander and then grind it. And then I put, and it's, and it's just a teaspoon of each. And, um, and then I just do garlic and, and sometimes a bay leaf if I remember. And yeah. yeah, it's and it's delicious. So on some of the like more complicated things, I think you mentioned that I had um, made ramen. Yeah, I want to I want to tell people that these are very simple meals that Darla has uh, get, makes on the regular. But there was a time and there and that time occasionally occurs regularly when you like a fiddly recipe. You like it yeah. to take a while. 
And uh, I remember this ramen soup where you made the noodles, you coddled an egg for a day and a half. There was some (laughs) damn thing happening. But uh, tell us about this ramen for just for me, for my sake. (laughs) Well, be careful. So I I volunteered to do a pop-up dinner. Right. Um, Well, I suggested to a friend of mine who was doing these pop-up dinners, seating two, two seatings, 25 people each. Wow. That I would love to be the guest chef. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay. And then he called me and said, would you like to do that? This, the, my kids were like, maybe Judah wasn't even born yet. They were really little. Right. Um, and so I did a pop-up for 50 mm-hmm. of homemade ramen. Yeah. And it was insane. It was so crazy. Because little did I know that, like, if you go to a ramen place, they're not making noodles. They're buying noodles from a ramen noodle factory somewhere. <laughs> um, but I made, uh, I made 55 portions of noodles. Yeah. I made a homemade vegetarian and a homemade pork stock. Right. Um, I made soft-boiled eggs. And here's what I learned, um, that you need to do that with old eggs. And it was funny because I had eggs from the co-op. And the night of the event, I had uh, one of the waiters had to run to the neighborhood, um, like like a Seven Eleven or something. Yeah, 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 and get me two dozen eggs. Yeah, um, I made uh, uh, like a uh, salt cured salmon for an appetizer. Wow! Um, and then uh, we did a uh, like a coconut, um, uh, a vegan coconut rice pudding. Um, with tropical fruit for dessert and okay it was um these are words i've rarely uttered i have bitten off more than i can chew (laughs) um but it was a blast and we had such a good time um and you lived and everyone loved it i bet everyone loved it we lived we had a great time so (laughs) probably the most hilarious part of it was um so my friend eli who was doing this they uh, did this like at a college house on the campus of the University of Minnesota. Okay. So like I of course have a grown up adult lady affluent stove. Yeah. That when you turn it on, it heats to like fifty thousand BTUs. Right, almost immediately. Um, yeah. Eli and his friends had like a stove from the Goodwill. Right, a and, rental um, property yeah. stove. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. So keeping the water boiling um, to, to to serve the pasta, that was or the the ramen that was that was its own special. But I learned a lot, and it was super fun because um, it was right about the time that momofuku was so popular. Right. And so like I made the roast pork out of that recipe, which by the way is so easy. I just did that over the weekend. Um, just roasted a pork shoulder. At like you just put it in the oven in the morning at 225, 250 degrees, and at night when you come in, you have you know falling off the bone pork pork. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be five or eight hours or something. But what what spices are you doing for ramen? I mean, I I have several questions. One is you said you made a vegetarian broth, a vegetarian stock, because I know that a lot of times with the ramen stock they they. They cook the bone for like 18 hours for the pork. Yeah. Um, yep. How do you simulate that with a vegetarian? How do you get that richness? 
Well, vegetarian. I just hope that vegetarians were less judgy. Oh, um, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And they are. Yeah. They are. They're used to. Yeah. So you don't really get that same like tonkatsu, like porky fat, full body fat. That but collagen, I made a mushroom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I made a mushroom stock and it was delicious. Yeah. Um, you know, and I would say of the 50 guests, there were probably 12 and we, we knew in advance who, who was going to be vegetarian. Right. Um, so, um, so with, yeah, with so a, in, a vegetarian stock, are you putting the mushrooms in the stock in addition to putting it in the soup? Yeah. So I actually made uh, trumpet mushroom chips instead of the, you know, so like in a, if you went to, have like a pork ramen, right? There would be pork, you know, like pulled pork in the yeah in the ramen, yeah, right? Sliced. So instead of that for the vegetarians, I actually roasted, and they come out almost dried trumpet mushrooms mm-hmm. um, that with just um, a little bit of olive oil and salt, and that provided like the meaty texture yeah. that we were looking for to substitute for the pork. Yeah. Um, and then everything else could be the same, right? All the, all the other, like, yeah, veg. The, right, because it wasn't vegan. It was just vegetarian. And, um, right, right. So although there were some vegans as well. But, we, but, I, but I did say when I agreed to do it, no gluten-free. Okay. You couldn't really do that as a gluten-free right. option. Um, right. That, yeah, that so was the only, a, that's the only thing in thing. that menu that um, would have put off a vegan was the was the soft boiled egg mm-hmm. right and that was fine so you just didn't have an egg yeah um but it was interesting because the people who sat with people who had the mushroom ramen really all those people really wanted wanted the mushroom chips right right like i very easily could have served that as like an appetizer or as just well. as something to put on top because sometimes they i mean and it's usually just scallions isn't it where you get a yeah. side thing to put on top i used um also some sesame rice crackers okay um, nice that again to give it some texture um i mean i think the only objection i had to that meeting that whole meal was that it was soft right and so you know, when you want to have, like when I think of planning a, a menu, mm-hmm. right, I want to have color, I want to have flavor, and I want to have texture. Yeah. Right. And that, that makes was, sense. That was a meal that was really, I, I felt like a little bit too much on the on the soft side of things. Right. There wasn't so, a, anything crunchy. And wh- how big are trumpet right. mushrooms? Are, are they, they big? Like, They're big, like, like the shiitake caps or something or? No, they're more like uh, like a a full size trumpet mushroom is like uh, maybe three and a half to four inches. They're big, thick, they're meaty tall. mushrooms. Okay. Yeah, and they're and they're wide, right? And you okay. just cut them in. Yeah. So okay. They're really good. Um, and when you when you dry them, or you know, like sort of dry roast them, mm-hmm. like your entire house will smell like like a mushroom farm. I mean, it's, it's kind of outstanding, great. Yeah, but it gives you a lot of that earthy, you know, that same rich earthiness that, that you the meat. Get, yeah. You know, that makes sense for, um, I think another putsy thing that I've been making a lot of lately is larb. Larb. Um, lamb. Thai dish. It's a kibble, yeah. right? 
No. Well, yeah, it's like a salad that you okay. get in Thai restaurants. Okay. Um, and so it's finely chopped um, chicken or beef. If, if you go to an authentic Thai restaurant, it's usually beef and then like some beef tendon, which mm-hmm. I happen to like. But, um, but mostly I've been doing it with chicken. But, right. Uh, so finely chopped chicken with like all kinds of herbs, um, Thai basil, cilantro, uh, kaffir lime, some uh, ginger, lime juice. Um, uh, Is it served uh, cold? Uh, it's served room temperature. Oh, weird. Uh, usually with cabbage. Um, next time you go for Thai food, you should have it. It's, yeah, it's I think delicious. they have it at the Thai place we've, we've been to. I've seen it on the menu. I just haven't. I don't think that I've had it much. And then it has, um, and it's interesting, this is, I think I, I think this is the reason I love it, is that it has toasted rice powder in it, which is kind of hard to find. I I did find it on the Amazon. Okay. Not in the Amazon. Uh, (laughs) And, um, and it, and you sprinkle that on and it gives it like a crunchy overtone to it as well. Yeah. Which I think is super interesting. That is interesting. That is, um, what, Wow. What, um, so if you're, if you're making that, uh, so obviously you cook this finely chopped meat and then it, yeah. then you cool it to room temperature and then you toss yeah. it with, with all those vegetables and stuff. Yeah. So then you just, and, and there is, the Times has a good recipe for it, but I would say triple the herbs that they call for. Oh, okay. In terms of quantity. Um, because of the yeah, flavors so just, or yeah it just is so bright and um like and more is better in this case right right right. so um, the meat the you, meat you is can, fine you could stay stay with that yeah yeah but like the herbs and the like the way the herbs interact it, it just is so delicious mm-hmm. um so the, that's been a that's been a big hit with a bunch of you know friends who've come for dinner right so. right and the kids like it too because it's animal protein that doesn't look like the original. Meat. Right, right. So they they don't need to, to eat that as well. They like that better. Um, yeah, um, it is a really good dish with mock duck. Okay. So you so can make you it with mock can. duck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well, but, if you you know if you're that way. That's right. It is not called mock duck uh, on the West Coast. It is called seitan. Um, okay. And I think it's called, it might even be called a third name that I can't remember the name of, but it is, it's one of the, essentially, um, it's a soy protein, right? Uh, it's wheat gluten, actually, I think, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, that actually sounds more right than uh, whatever. Yeah. And um, what would you say, now we're, we got about 10 minutes left here. What, um, what would you, what would you say is your favorite fiddly dish? that you like to make now besides that larb Mm -hmm. is it do you have one of those air fryers i had one and i gave it away oh because that was the dumbest thing ever yeah i just got one for christmas okay yeah yeah it was pretty big so yeah um you know i i do like like i like to make sarma which is putsy right yep Yep. It's just time consuming. It's not difficult, right? You just need to. Yeah, a lot it. of Armenian food. 
yeah, yeah. Armenian food is almost entirely just time consuming in exactly. sort of like pasta. It is not hard to make it. It is just, it takes a long time to make it. And yeah. So um, I think, I, I think those kinds of things, like I'd love to make homemade pasta, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I would say that's something I don't, you know, I don't do enough or I wish I spent more time doing that. Um, okay. And I used to a lot when, I think when Noah was little, like she really, she actually didn't know that pasta came from a box. Okay. Because I made so much of it. I, I do love to make bread. And yeah. that that is, I do resent the, um, the, the new, new to bread baking, but not sourdough. Like I don't want a living thing on like molding on my counter. Oh, right. right. The, and, and the commitment to that is real to try to have yeah. to keep it alive. Um, yes. Also, there's a lot of really lousy sourdough breads out there. They're <laughs> dumb and heavy and gross. Okay. So. so what's your favorite? What do you like to make bread wise? I, I make a lot of um, dinner rolls uh, for Shabbat. So is just, it just like biscuits or? I make a lot of biscuits too. Yeah. Uh, no, a dinner roll is more like a, it's like, like a milk bread. So it's warm milk, uh, flour, yeast, salt. Uh, oh. And usually a little bit of oil or a butter. Okay. Uh, can go in it. Um, and it's just like a, like a Parker roll, like a soft, fluffy roll. Okay. Like kids love that. Um, yeah. And that's super uh, popular. Sometimes I just make regular bread dough and turn it into dinner rolls. Right? Oh, okay. I think I did what's that. What's the, the difference? Guys were over. Yeah. What, what's the difference? What's regular bread dough? It uh, doesn't have. It's just flour, water, um, yeast, and salt. Okay. And the bread dough had oil in it i think um the uh, parker and rolls milk. have um milk milk and um like butter in it okay so, there we go yeah um i will say um and i i, I believe this is a representative trauma of our childhood um <laughs> i do make breakfast <laughs> i make breakfast every day for the kids okay um but like healthy and like fun breakfast like this morning they had crepes oh um are crepes, do you have a crepe pan or do you just no, do it in the no, skillet? I, I have a uh, um, lodge, the company that makes cast iron okay. skillets. Yeah. Makes a really good um, uh, uh, steel skillet, a t- like a tempered steel skillet. Yeah. Um, and I just make them in that. And they're super easy. It's, um, and it's a really even, it's an easy recipe. It's a cup of flour, a cup of milk, a cup of eggs. A cup of eggs? Yeah. So one of the things is, yeah. How many eggs is that? It it could be five? Three. Okay. No, like three eggs. And so so one of the reasons is it's an actual protein breakfast. Okay. Right? Because you get a lot of eggs in them. Yeah. And um. And they're, and they're simple and easy and they cook up quickly. And I have a little spatula to flip them and, yeah, yeah. you know, and then so, do you but, make but, them sweet or savory? I, I, they like them with Nutella. Mm-hmm. Um, for myself, I prefer them with cheese. Right. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, uh, so like stuff like that, which I, I, I sort of feel like, 
I mean, I could see at, by the end of the pandemic, how people are like, I'm sick of cooking three meals a day for my family. Right. Right. Um, like my kids were super happy to have school lunch for like the first <laughs> two weeks of going back to school. And sure. then they were like, no, we'll just have home lunch again. So <laughs> and backpacking lunches every day. So Yeah. Um, so what do you what do you put in the is it uh is it peanut butter and jelly with an apple that they have had to, that's been sitting on that sandwich for five days? Oh yeah, sure. No. Um, <laughs> she does a, take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day. Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes they, and again, like, you know, don't make your life miserable. Right. Yeah. Like you can get a, a an economical bean and cheese burrito, you know, at whole foods or, you know, uh, Ralph's or wherever you shop. Yeah. Um, and I will heat it up in the morning and wrap it in foil and put it in Noah's lunch. Right. Okay. Um, uh, so it's, it won't be piping. Right. It won't be piping hot by lunch, but it'll be, right. it'll be at least be warm. Like at Warm-ish least room temperature. temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she takes uh, leftovers almost every day if we have them. So, yeah. um, you know, we do a lot of like a, uh, cauliflower chicken curry okay um, like a butter chicken with just with the jarred sauce from target right trader joe's like somewhere yeah yeah yep exactly mm-hmm. um that sauce with a head of cauliflower mm-hmm. and if you want to put a protein in it great but if you don't you don't have to mm-hmm. and you have Sh- dinner on the table and you've already boiled rice so right easy peasy right and uh do you ever eat peas because you've said easy peasy three times what do you think about the yeah. pea? i don't like <laughs> peas myself but the kids do enjoy a tuna noodle no really peas. casserole i huh? know i don't know yeah yeah they never yeah, had a terrible. nancy cation special with crunchy potato chips on top that was foul from start to stem to stern um they have not they have not and i have so. tried to explain to people that Nancy was like, I'm making breakfast every morning, but it's and two days were egg days and two days were pancake days. But pancake days, when they didn't have fruit in them, the pancakes were too dry. And when they did have fruit in them, they weren't done. So I didn't yeah. until I went post college. I think all through college, I avoided pancakes because I thought they were gross. And then I met people yeah. who knew how to make pancakes. And now oh, I don't so I many like things. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, like bacon. I think the only bacon we ate growing up were those fake vegan bacon bits. That yeah. She the, would the, oh, right. That she would shake on things. She, yeah. She never and made bacon, I don't think. Scrambled right? eggs. No, I, we, I, well, I don't ever remember eating really any pork. No, she used to burn pork. pork chops. Remember she used to burn the, oh, they were like shoe yeah. leather. Yeah. It mm. was, uh, it was a bad she didn't a blessed memory mind you this was not her skill set <laughs> it was not her skill set and she was like she had to feed a lot of people for a couple of years and she was like let's yeah. just get this out there and and did the best she could while also juggling a thousand other tasks so yeah um, yeah yeah so here's the, the other thing i will add and a friend of mine stopped by this morning um to my little home office here Mm-hmm. And uh, reminded me that it w- was at my suggestion that they signed up for HelloFresh. Oh, yeah. And her two kids 
are responsible for making HelloFresh twice a week. Oh, when they when the HelloFresh comes. Yes. And right. that's another thing that I think if people can afford it is a great introduction. Um, well, let me tell you something about Green, Green Chef and HelloFresh are owned by the same people now. And if you yeah. go to Green Chef and uh, use code JackieLaurie130, you will get $130 off, uh, oh, which sweet. means yeah. that it's super expensive. Because $130 off means that it must cost $200 or whatever. Yeah. But I, what I do like about Green Chef is that it's always, it's usually proteins that I wouldn't usually buy, like fish. Um, and it's sauces and stuff. And it's pretty eco-friendly. Initially, they packed them in all these adorable little plastic things that were just heartbreaking to throw out. And now everything yeah. is in sort of a baggie instead of a tiny zip bag, which is good. Well, and the thing about it is there's very little waste because the portions yeah. are appropriate. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you have a family, you know, I'm lucky that I have people who will eat leftovers. Yeah. Um, but very little goes to waste. And I think that that, um, you know, we waste so much food in our country. Um, and yeah. if you can avoid doing that, um, you know, that's, that's that helps make up some of the cost as well. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like anytime you're not, and I know that with inflation and food costs going up, it's really been challenging for people. But anytime you eat at home is always less expensive than eating out. Right. right? Even, if, even if you've done so, a green chef thing. Yeah, for sure. Correct. Correct. So that, you know, that's another thing to keep in mind that learning to cook is a really good way to be a little bit more economical in your home. And the kids do, it is, it's a good chore for them and it's a good skill for them to learn. So yeah, all of that absolutely. is, is, is pretty great. People should um, be able to feed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's weird is I think we started at seven. I think we might have another five minutes, but uh, we could also wrap it up because it's fine. But what else, what else would you, uh, how do you, so do you shop every couple of days? Cause I think that Nancy shopped once a week cause it was cheaper. Yeah. I do, and I'm kind of noodling on a on a resolution to figure that out, right? Mm -hmm. To be more planful and more frugal about it because it does seem both like harder on the environment. Like one thing is, I'm never out and about in the world anymore, right? So I'm better than I used to be because I'm not like dropping by the co-op on the way home from work. Right. Because I'm 15 feet from my kitchen here at work. Right. You're um, right. Exactly. Now you're like, uh, I'm sure there's something I can de defrost. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. If so, not lamb. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of lamb. <laughs> and fish, because I got the fish there too. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, tonight we're having, um, well, people will find this hilarious. Um, bon Appetit had a, like a, a halibut with a, with a like a Asian style caramel sauce. Okay. Um, and I'm going to make that tonight, but the boy is not going to eat that. Yeah. So I have a box of uh, fish sticks as well. So I'll make oh. some fish sticks for him. Wow. So, so a little bit um, of pandering. A little bit of pandering. Occasional pandering, as long as it's um, done with love, you know, yeah. it's all good. And um, I am going to go over to our brother Russ's for dinner tonight. And I assume it'll be chicken and pilaf. There you go. But maybe, maybe Looking it will not. Be. 
nothing wrong with that. I love chicken and yeah. pilaf. It's one of my very faves. Daryl Acation is at Bossy Cation on Twitter. So if you want to ask anything about it, you can go and find her there. And um, other other things are probably on her pinned tweet that uh, it's a mystery. Who is she? Who does she work for? What happens? You'll find out. I don't know. It's Google. Google, it, it's, tell you everything it's your you friend. Need to know. <laughs> it certainly will. But thank you so much for doing uh, this. Uh, it was a request, and I was like, oh, attainable goal, I bet. So thank you so much for uh, talking about uh, some some easy stuff to make, some fiddly stuff to make, and uh, and some good advice. Thanks for doing the show. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Next time, we'll talk anchovies. Ooh, Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?